Do you want to set us up for this one? Um, yeah. You don't know what it is? No. <laughs> this episode is Do you want to guess? about COVID-19 and how it has impacted amateur magicians. That's uh, right. How did you know? Yeah. You're one of them. They basically have no <laughs> They basically have no audiences anymore. Hey guys, it's Jesse. As you know, we've been doing a few short special episodes about how COVID-19 has impacted previous topics that we have covered. And so producer Rachel Zabo is going to talk with me about what she has found as she re-explored this topic in light of the pandemic. Let's start here. You know, in our episode where the gospel meets pornography, we told the story of a guy named Nate Larkin. Yeah. And he is a recovering sex addict. And he actually went on to start what's called the Samson Society, which Mm -hmm. is like a fellowship of guys who are all pursuing freedom from their sexual behavior. And so to kind of get a pulse on where things are in regards to pornography and COVID-19, I decided to give Nate Larkin a call and ask him about it. Well, it's good to talk to you again. Yeah, good to talk to you. I'm glad you guys are are figuring out a way to directly address, you know, this issue that's dominating everybody's consciousness. You know, I guess to start here, you know, what impacts are you seeing in your ministry in particular through what's happening with COVID-19, social distancing, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, it probably shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody that uh, in this time of heightened anxiety, that porn use is up, Uh, especially when that anxiety is exacerbated by social isolation. Yeah, okay. So he mentioned that porn use is up, so... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, here's some stats on that. So Pornhub, which is the world's largest porn site, has seen an increase of 11.6% worldwide, which totally makes sense because it's like, stay home, don't see anyone, be on your computer all day. Yeah. That's like kryptonite for a porn user. Right, right. I feel lonely. This, This gives me false companionship. My world feels emotionally intolerable. This allows me to escape. Yeah. I think anxiety is driving this a lot. Anxiety and loneliness together, I think, are driving more and more people to porn. Uh, And the pornographers, by the way, have seen the opportunity and seized on it. So the biggest purveyors of pornography are actually offering their premium services for free in the area's hardest hit. So Pornhub, uh, that site I talked about earlier, they ran like a special where they offered a free 30-day trial of their premium pornography service. (laughs) Where do I start? Uh, (laughs) Right. I mean... Oh, can I read you this? Yeah. Uh, This is a spokesperson from Pornhub. 
They said, quote, Pornhub will offer Pornhub Premium to the entire world in an effort to encourage the importance of staying home and practicing social distancing during the COVID-19 pandemic. That's like they're trying to like be helpful. That's like my, you know, like my neighborhood crack dealer, you know, saying like, I'm going to give you a free week's worth of crack. Well, at the end of the week, I'm still an addict and I'm still destroying my life and I'm still harming my relationships. And the deal is this. They're selling ads, making a ton of money and they're going to hook you on their product. You know, for if they can get you to use their product for 30 days do you think on day 31, suddenly you're going to stop using their no, product? Yeah, like, like you're in. You're, you're in. Mm-hmm. In Italy, which, you know, so far has been one of the hardest hit European countries for coronavirus. Right, yeah. Italy saw a 57% spike in traffic on Pornhub. Wait, how much? 57%. Oh, my gosh. Free wow. trial, man. Wow. Here's what's interesting, though, you know... Porn viewing is up, but also, you know, according to Nate, the number of folks seeking help with their online behavior is also up. Attendance at Samson Society's online meetings has effectively doubled since this started. You know, so now if we have an online meeting that where we used to have, you know, 15, 20 guys show up to the meeting and now we've got 30 or 40 guys showing up at the meeting, just introductions at the beginning of the meeting takes up so much time. It's amazing. Right. Because you got so many people to go through. Yeah. 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 But, but the, you know, it also helps to look at the screen and realize I am not alone in this situation. Okay. So, and just clarify this for me. So, when Nate is talking about Samson Society, he's talking about online meetings, like paint a picture of what that means. Yeah. So a very dumbed down, easiest explanation I can give you is like it's like the 12 step program for sex addicts. OK. It's not really that, but that's the best thing I can compare it to. Yeah. It's a group of guys. They all get together. It's you share everything like everything's out in the open. There's no shame. There's no guilt. Like. Just where are you? Where yeah. are you and how are you doing? Yeah. And they yeah. keep each other accountable. And so he's and he's saying that their online participation has doubled. Mm-hmm. Like at it, it, it their chapter or he's saying nationally? What's he saying? Samson Society as a whole. Wow. Because I know that they've got chapters all over the whole world. They do. And actually with all of this increased online activity of, of people signing up and joining Samson groups, they've actually hit a new milestone for SAMHSA society as an organization. Interestingly, during this crisis, we started our first non-English speaking meeting. It's, it's Italian. It's a bunch of guys in Northern Italy, in the hardest part of Italy. Uh, who started their own uh, Italian language Samson meeting and Samson group and they're meeting daily. That's kind of incredible. I mentioned like Italy saw a 57 percent increase of porn use. Yeah. But at the same time, they've started the first full blown Italian group of guys. Yeah. Going through this together. Yeah. Because Samson Society is is for men. Uh, Not to say that women don't also struggle with pornography because they do. But this is for men. So this incredible hardship falls on men. And their response to that is that chapters begin to grow around the world to help more people. It's awesome. Yeah. And actually, Nate said uh, they're not the only ones that are seeing an increase in folks seeking help. I was talking with my friends at Covenant Eyes, the internet 
filtering and accountability people. And uh, they now are uh, having record enrollments for new accounts. You know, more and more people coming to them for help with out of control behavior online. It's incredible that this that men, that many men would be so brave as to reach out and ask for help on something that they probably definitely feel ashamed about. My question then for Nate became like, why are so many people seeking help? Like, I understand the porn use is up because we've all been, you know, forced into our homes and we're lonely and we're looking for an outlet. That part I understand. But what is driving so many people to then get help for this addiction? There are those guys who who on their own realize that they have a problem and on their own go for help. But most of us go after we get caught. And I think part of this, frankly, is a function right now, the fact that guys who had been behaving compulsively online, but have been doing so at the office or you know on the road, out of the house, now they're home. And uh, the odds of getting caught have gone up. We're seeing a lot of guys in the meetings now who have been confronted by somebody else they're sharing a house with because this behavior that they've been able to keep under wraps for a long time is now becoming apparent to people who are in close proximity. You know, pressure and stress and hardship draw truth out. And for guys that have been struggling with this in secret, not sharing it with anybody, trying to maintain a certain level of privacy about it, uh, I'm going to fix this on my own. Suddenly, it's being drawn to the surface where it's becoming publicly known. And the stakes, of course, like get way higher. You know, when it's like just you in private, the stakes feel much, much lower. Even if they're high, they feel low. Now, or you can, you can fool yourself into thinking they're low. Right. That's right. But now all of a sudden, you know, your spouse knows or your roommate knows, you know, or, you know, you cross some line you said you would never cross. And so our tendency to self-medicate and try to then also deal with our self-medication privately and not let anybody know, this scenario is forcing it to the top where I've got to deal with this. On the one hand, it's like, obviously, it's like a tragic circumstance. But on the other hand, I'm like... Man, hats off to you guys for going and getting help. Mm-hmm. Instead of just like letting your house burn down, you know, you're like, my house is on fire. I need to go get help. Yeah. Even I need if to call you're, the fire department. Even if you're the one that set it on fire, you're going to take responsibility for it and go get help. Yeah. And, you know, Nate said that some, some of that help is looking a little different nowadays with their, you know, social distancing and different guidelines that we have to follow. You know, my routine for years and years and years has been to begin every day by going for at least one walk here in Franklin, Tennessee with another guy, usually two walks. I'll I'll walk with one guy at seven and another guy at eight. I'm still walking with my guys, except uh, we're walking in our own neighborhoods and talking by telephone. And more and more of uh, my brothers around the country and around the world have now experimented with that. So Nate's really encouraging folks that are struggling with this issue, reach out to friends and don't just like make it random, figure out a rhythm. And it's not just like a rhythm of like a rhythm of talk about your porn issue over and over and over again. But it's like you need relationships. And yes, pornography, talking about your struggles with it needs to be a part of that. 
but it also doesn't need to be the only thing. Yeah, like I'm sure when Nate said he goes on his walks and talks with his guys, you know, for an hour, I'm sure they don't spend the whole hour talking about like, well, how'd you do with your porn use this week? Right. You know, I'm sure they're just talking about life. Yeah, because the porn use is a symptom of much deeper issues. Right. And so I'm sure that, you know, it's, it's like you need people in your life that you can talk to about those deeper issues. What is the fuel that is driving your pornography use? And how can you explore that routinely on, you know, not just erratically, not a one and done, not like I talked to somebody once about it. Now I'm fixed and healed. Obviously, yes, the goal is sobriety, but it's also the sense of like falling forward. It's like I'm getting better. It's not perfection. Well, and um, I think, too, the goal is not just stop using porn, but it's allowing yourself to have whole and meaningful relationships. Yeah. And honestly, the relationships that Nate has built through SAMHSA society is something that he's like incredibly, incredibly thankful for. I am so grateful to be part of a community of recovering Christians where I don't have to pretend to be doing any better than I am. I'm so grateful to have a little bit of traction in recovery myself before this thing hit. Otherwise, if I were if I were left to my own devices, if it were just up to me today to stay sober and sane, the odds are very high that I'd be deep in the weeds. Yeah. So it's fascinating, you know, listening to Nate talk because everything he's talking about is relationships, right? Yeah. Like what is pornography? It's about fake relationships. It's about the fact that your relationship with yourself and with the life you've been given, your relationship with other people, all of it is sort of broken. There's a brokenness to it. But then like he's like painting this picture of like what's the solution? Being close with other people so that, that your shame can be healed, so that you can confess and have your sins forgiven, so that you don't have to live in fear, so that you can experience the presence of other people. Like it's literally the relational gospel is, is, is what he keeps talking about. So I guess I guess the question then, you know, for folks that are listening that are, might be struggling is like, what does progress look like for you? If you could take one step of progress today, what is that one step of progress? And everything that Nate is saying is it will not be done on your own in solitude. So whatever that next step of progress is, it definitely is going to involve other people. Otherwise, you know, you're going to get more sick. Yeah. And if you're someone who is like, I don't know how to take a first step, you know, go check out Samson Society. They would love to have you join one of their virtual groups um, and just be a part of their community. And you can check them out at samsonsociety.com. You know, I guess, Rachel, too, we should recognize like this whole conversation has really been about uh, men's struggle with pornography. Right. Uh, but the same rules apply for women. So if you're a woman that's listening to this, same rules apply. Like find some other ladies to reach out to yeah. and, and to talk about things. Special thanks to Nate Larkin. You can hear more about Nate's story on episode number 21, where the gospel meets pornography. You can find this and all of our episodes at lovethatneighborhood.org slash LTN podcast. <laughs>